Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right. We're recording, Todd. We are. It's today's episode of Your Daily Scrum with professional scrum trainers, Ryan Ripley and Todd Miller. We get together each day to help you, the beloved scrum practitioner, get a little bit better each and every day. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us some comments. Let us know how these videos are doing, whether or not they're helping you. Uh, your feedback means makes all the difference. Liking and subscribing makes all the difference. Todd, we are so close to having Squirrel Burger t-shirts. Mm -hmm. Isn't that going to be an amazing t-shirt? Yeah, that's one of many we've got coming. We've got the Burn the Burn Down. We've probably just have some logoed up. Uh, Agile for oh, my stuff. gosh. It's going to be amazing merch, but we yep. got to get to 10,000. So if you want a Squirrel Burger t-shirt, uh, burn the burn down t-shirt and a bunch of other fun stuff like and subscribe share it with your friends share it with your team share it with your parents share it with your kids anyone who can like and subscribe get it done we are like 800 out let's it's go awesome let's get it done let's go by the way that doesn't it doesn't mean that at 10,000 we flip a switch we've got work to do but <laughs> we'll be working on we'll be working on we'll be closer to squirrel burger shirts yeah all right todd today's question how does a scrum team write a good sprint goal? Mm -hmm. We get this question a lot in our classes. What's, what is a good sprint goal and how do I create it? Yeah. So let's maybe start talking. Can we start talking about the process of creating a sprint goal, how that works? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're in sprint planning. Um, yeah. So there's a couple, couple different things though, the way that a sprint goal may emerge, right? You might come into sprint planning and have a good idea already, like a really high level product backlog item or a candidate for a sprint goal might just be sitting there in front of your face. It may not be. There may be during conversations during sprint planning where the idea behind a sprint goal really starts to take shape, right? Uh, and, and it comes out. Um, honestly, knowing that a sprint goal is your real true uh, it's a real true boundary for how you answer what you do during a sprint. I think it's vitally important to really make sure that it's clear and it has to be outward facing, meaning it has to be, this is a way that the customer sees it, right? So it has to be really customer centric. It can't just be like, 
do these things, right? Do all these things and do them fast. Uh, it, it's really got to tell you something that 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 your customer wants as a receiver, right? Like your customer is going to receive this. There's value in this for your customer type of deal. So that's kind of my tee up to this conversation. Yeah, outward facing is is essential, right? It's outcome driven. I think there's some some areas that teams get in trouble though, Todd. You mind if I, I talk about a few of those? Yeah, let's do it. How about when the sprint goal's too big? Mm-hmm. Right. A good sprint goal is sized in appropriately so that it's actually achievable within a sprint. I think sometimes a lot of teams, they're working on a lot of unrelated stuff. They have a lot of initiatives going. They have a lot of projects going. And it's hard to craft a a, a reasonably sized sprint goal when you're trying to encompass a lot of different types of work. Mm-hmm. I also think a lot of teams try to cram their entire sprint backlog into the sprint goal. Mm-hmm. And only one item on your sprint backlog has to be related to that sprint goal. You know, you don't have to make it all fit and wordsmithed. And, um, you know, we're not we're not trying to codify scope through the sprint goal. You know, so there shouldn't be any ands or ors or buts or ticket numbers in a sprint goal. Right. It's an outcome that some of our product backlog items on the sprint backlog um, are related to. We also see it's too vague. And by vague, it isn't measurable. You know, Todd, you're talking about outcomes and being able to measure them. Right. How do we know that we've achieved the sprint goal? What would what would we measure? What would look different? What would we observe? Maybe EBM helps here too, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're too big, sometimes they're too vague or not measurable, um, and so we're we're looking for for sprint goals that that have a clear objective. There's a clear outcome tied to at least one piece of work on the product on the on the sprint backlog. There's a measurable um, aspect to it. We know it's completed. Um, and I think the last thing is keep it big, keep it visible, mm. right? Make sure the teams actually know what the sprint goal is. They're using it as a lens. They're making decisions daily based off of the sprint goal, especially in their daily scrum. I think if if those things are happening, those might be signs of good sprint goals. What do you think? I also think it needs to be a step towards achieving the product goal. Yeah. So, you know, I have to admit, sometimes it can be a little bit hard to measure a sprint goal, although that we should try to do that. It's really hard to measure the outcome of that. Maybe we should build in validation mechanisms as to whether that sprint goal actually did something for our customers, but the product goal absolutely needs to be. And so it should be a step towards achieving the product goal. So maybe did that sprint goal turn the needle on the product goal that we're trying to achieve? I think that's really important. I mean, that shows really two different tiers of goals, like a long-term objective product goal, short-term objective accomplishable in the sprint sprint goal. And maybe that would be good to like, I'm just thinking in my mind, maybe it'd be good to give an example, um, to, to give an example of what a lot of teams might run across here. I think a lot of teams probably see like complete this piece of infrastructure and architecture, comma, and this ticket, comma, and this bug, comma, and this other thing, right? Um, whereas all of that stuff is being done for purpose, right? All of that stuff that you're doing for infrastructure, for architecture is being done to satisfy a customer need in some way. Um, find that customer need, right? Sure, at the beginning, it's not easy to find that customer need, but when you find it, you can't stop, right? You, you have to learn to turn the lens to the customer. And I really don't get the... Um, but we're building this for an internal thing, right? We hear that all the time, but we're building this internally. Why are you building it internally? What benefit is there going to be to an end customer if you're building this internally? So I don't know, I just keep like breaking down a lot of stuff. I think we're- No, but I, about- I, 
I think you're, I think you're in a great place, Todd. It's focus, purpose, and impact, right? You're, I think those are the three things that you keep talking about. It's what are we, what are we actually trying to achieve? What's the uh, purpose of this work that ties back to a product goal? And then the impact, that measurable outcome from achieving that sprint goal. I think if we get those three things right, uh, we're in great shape. Right now. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good idea of what a good sprint goal could lead to. Ask us your questions. I'm sure there's other things that are going to come up. Um, so leave your questions and comments. Let us know how we did. Like and subscribe so you might end up with a Squirrel oh, Burger t-shirt. Squirrel Burger. Squirrel. So like and subscribe. <laughs> there we go. We need I'm clicking and clicking and I'm seeing I'm chasing squirrels. Like and subscribe so you never miss an episode and we can get that t-shirt out there to everybody. At least make it available for purchase. Uh, check out the socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter are where it's at for us. I don't know why we still have an Instagram account, to be honest. Some videos are going to pop up. Our Scrum 101 course is, hey, a lot of people are using it. A lot of people are passing their PSM1 with it. You could be next. Uh, for Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. Go forward and do some great Scrum things. Think about your sprint goals. Are they creating purpose, focus, and impact? Um, if they're not doing those things, maybe look at to improve. Let us know how that goes in the comments, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening, and Scrum on!